This podcast is brought to you by our partners at 8 Star Energy. 8 Star Energy, a clean energy company, leading the future of portable and renewable energy. To find out more, follow them on Facebook at 8 Star Energy. I want a checking purpose for football all the time. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight and we're going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvellous kick. That's as good as you'll ever see. And puts Graham back in front. From inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. From inside the centre. <laughs> Hey folks, welcome to Danny Boyd, the podcast about the greatest football club in the known world, the Footscray Football Club, trading as Western Bulldogs. I'm Danny McGinley. Thank you for joining us, my dear friends. And with me, my co-host, the man who is still the 149th most goals kicked for the Western Bulldogs, Tom Boyd. It's good to be here. Unfortunately, we're on Zoom again. I tell you what, if it's as bad as it was last time with our connection we might have to give up halfway through but hopefully this time Duke's got a bit more of a uh, a good signal so without further ado Zane Court is with us today how are you Duke? Yeah man nice to be here should we wait, wait, why are you calling him Doof what's what, what's Doof <laughs> I don't actually know who it? came up you go out with a Doof because I, I don't know who came up with it but I don't even call you Zane anymore so um, so obviously I've started growing this mustache and it, I started growing it back. Oh yeah. Early 2017, <laughs> I'd say. That's and, before uh, all the kids, like all the kids now, all the young footy players have a Zane Cordy mustache. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, but you were doing it for, who, who were you emulating? Ned Flanders or uh, Walter White? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just found that I was... Looked a little bit too young in the face. So I was like, I'll grow a bit of facial hair to make me look like my age. Because um, when this does come off, I look about 15. Um, but now, with a bit of facial hair, it comes along nicely. But the original story is yeah, early 2017. Oh, I rolled in the club one day and uh, Jack Redpath, um, a fellow teammate of ours, very funny man, might I add, um, looked at me and goes, God. You remind me of uh, Officer Doofy in Scary Movie 1. If you've ever seen Scary Movie 1, <laughs> Officer Doofy. So hang on, hang on. Scary Movie 1, that's not... So that's not David Arquette in Scream. That's the character who's the piss take of him. Correct. Yeah. Wow, all right. Okay. <laughs> I feel so old talking to you footy players. <laughs> well, that, that one's probably... That movie probably came out... Like, it came out when I was very young. So yeah, I think well, I would have been nineties like or early two thousands. Yeah, probably early two thousands. Early two thousands. Yeah. So you were watching but, it probably having not seen any of the horror movies that it was uh, that it was lambasting. No, no I, I've never seen Scream. I never saw oh, Scream. And Scream is great. Scary movie took the piss out of it, and then I watched Scream, and I was like, "Well, it's not that scary anymore, is it?" <laughs> <laughs> They do I remember like seeing Wayne's World at the cinema with my dad, and uh, he had to explain half the references to me. Yeah, <laughs> they made they made five of those scary movies, Danny. So I don't know what that tells you, but evidently that there's a, a decent market size for uh, spin-offs of scary movies. Oh, they were so cheap. I because I, I my before I was a full time comic, I worked in a video shop, and to you know, I don't know if you guys even remember what video shops are. They were like Netflix in a building. Yeah, video <laughs> and, uh, easy, mate. 
That's that was me. Yeah, I was video easy. I was a video busters, but um, and they would just churn out these scary movies, and then it was like date movie, epic movie, because and they were all absolutely terrible, unfunny, but they were cheap to make, and people would rent them. People would get come in smelling a bit of a uh, jazz cigarette, and they go, "Yeah, we'll get this one. This will be good." <laughs> epic movie wasn't bad. I watched that a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going that on? That should be the concussion um- test. Yeah, actually, should we? What's uh, what's going on, Doof? You're on uh, top of the ladder. Been playing well yeah. this year, back in the side, consistently playing some good footy. What's um, what's news in your world, mate? Um, oh, it's not too much. Uh, too much different, actually. I think this year we sort of just gelled a little bit more together. Um, injuries have probably hurt us a little bit here and there, but I think our form in the VFL as well has really helped us propel us to the top of the ladder. Um. Because when we've had blokes come down um, with injury, it's uh, we've had people replace them and they're just playing their role. So uh, me personally, um, I had a bit of a stint in the VFL early on. Um, were you to, injured or were you just... Uh, no, I had, had a few things to work on. Bevo was uh, being pretty uh, honest with me, which is good. Um, I had a few <laughs> things to work on. Um was there? Was there? I remember when it, Peter Gordon used to refer to them as uh, robust discussions. Is that is that what was had with you? Uh, yeah, it was robust discussions. I said my piece, he said his piece, um, and we uh, we found mutual ground. So there's a few things, a few things I had to work on. Um, oh, that's that's. Hang on, just pull up the pony there. So. Is Bevo the I, I with from the outside? It seems the relationship between footy coach and player is you know they say jump and you say how high, sir, and you know it's my way or the highway. Is, are you able to you know give give you know as good as you get in those sorts of chats? Well, yeah, because you obviously offer your own opinion as well as to why things aren't going as well as they should or why you think you should be in the team. Um, and he obviously Bevo being the people person that he is. Um, he does listen and takes in your opinion as well, which is the great thing because otherwise it's, yeah, you're, you're just sitting there just copping the heat and saying, okay, yeah, we'll try and do that better. Um, but I think, yeah, for, it was a good discussion. Um, There's a lot of honesty in that room and I came out of that meeting thinking, all right, well, now I know what I need to do. Um, and then slowly work my way through the VFL, had a few, I had about three or four games where I played quite well and then, Obviously, at my spot back in the team, and then just trying to stay there as long as possible now, um, especially when we keep winning. Do you it's get one of the. Uh, um, uh, sorry, you go, Tom. Yeah, it's great doing it over Zoom. There's always a slight lag. Um, <laughs> do, do you find that one of the challenges with, um, with dealing with coaches and, and assistant coaches and the like, especially being a taller player, is that often your perspective is vastly different than the coaches might be? I remember at one stage, um, having to spend a lot of time with Gia and a lot of time with Joel Corey, basically talking ruck craft. And to their credit, they asked a lot of questions because <laughs> they're like, why is this happening like this? Like, we can't exactly say we've had the experience of rucking against Aaron Sanderlands, but we think you should be doing this. What do you think? Is that something that you found along the way? Yeah, well, I think obviously in their playing days, because most coaches are ex-players, they played in different positions. So... Um, it's, you have to try and educate on what, what you were thinking at that stage, why you're doing certain things. Um, and I think it's got to the point, especially at the club, that now it's, it's, like that, it's a healthy discussion. Um, they're listening and it, it's paying dividends on the field because 
We look like we have a lot more faith in each other. The trust factor is there. And the belief that we can win every week is uh, really shining through. So would there have been a, an example of a time where someone like Bevo or one of the assistant coaches comes up to one of you guys or a different player and is like, what? He starts giving them a spray and then the player gives it back uh, and the, the coach would back down and go, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. I see what you were doing. Well done. Um, no. Nah, that, that's, that doesn't happen. It's more the fact if, yeah, if you're going to give your opinion, it's more of a one-on-one uh, talk in his office. You never do it in front of the players. Because one, oh, wow. Okay. It's very awkward. <laughs> and two, everyone else is sitting around going, I just want to get out of this room real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if it's on the field, there's no time for discussion. So, you no. know, you're just like, yes, sir. No, sir. Like, ah, uh, okay. Yeah. On, on, on the field, the uh, emotions are quite raw. So you just want to sort of batter away and say, oh, we'll deal with that later in the week. Right now, we'll just focus <laughs> on the game. I, I must say, Duke, having a look across the, the team at the moment, there does seem to be that um, really strong connectedness between the players. Everyone actually genuinely looks like they enjoy being out there with each other. And in many ways, just from an outsider's perspective, um, which I out now am, is, is just looking like it's a nice escape for a lot of you boys compared to often being in and out of these little bubbles and the uncertainty of your home lives and trying to deal with all the logistics of that. Just to be able to get out there and play some good footy together, it does really look like you're all bouncing off each other um, really well. Yeah, well, that's that's exactly right. We um, we I think we found a nice little groove. Um, even with uh, it can be hard for some boys who are in the VFL just because of the uh, whole logistics with COVID and everything. Um, they may not play a game for four weeks, um, so mm. it's pretty hard for boys to try and remain upbeat when they're not in the uh, AFL side. But I think at this stage, where we found a nice little groove, where um, yeah, injuries are going to happen, but the boys who are playing in the VFL come and fill that void and are playing their roles extremely well. Um, yes, Danny? Well, I'm sorry, I just put my hand up as if to say to Boydie, I'll do the next question. I'm, I'm not even going to edit this out. I'm going to keep this in so people know how hard we have to work over Zoom. Um, I just wanted to ask, what are the current COVID restrictions? Like I know even if we were allowed to do a face-to-face uh, interview in, in the Victorian lockdown laws, we can't actually access current players due to... So what what can and, and can't you do right now? Uh, well, they haven't really told us yet, oh. <laughs> to be honest. It's, it's Scott Morrison, our coach. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, because I feel like we'll be on different rules than the state of Victoria, um, just because the AFL want to get the games done. Um, it's very Are you all vaccinated? None of us had vac- vaccines yet. We've really uh, we don't quite fit under the criteria to get a vaccine. Surely, yet. Uh, surely d- doing an ACL uh, qualifies as a uh, underlying condition. <laughs> well, I think we're all young, healthy men, which we are. So uh, the COVID will not affect us as much as the uh, elderly citizens. <sighs> but um, right. But in the end, even if you're fully vaccinated, you can't cross borders freely anyway. Yeah. Current. Australian rules. I don't know about you, Danny, but I'm just about over talking about COVID already. So, dude, <laughs> let, what um, what are you thinking going forward with the uh, the the shape of the team? Obviously, Keithy's hurt himself. What, what's the prognosis on that? I don't have to have an incident yet. So, if they haven't, don't give anything away. But if they have, what does that look like for you, mate? Does that mean you're playing on the big monsters from now on? Um, yeah, I could be playing on the big monsters. Um, Josh Shackey made his little debut down back and he was uh, 
He was good. Very good. Very good. Um, very good. We're quite happy with him. Um, but yeah, most likely I'll play on the big boys. Uh, we got Adelaide this week down in Ballarat. Nice sunny Ballarat. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the big Texans been in good form this year. Um, who else they got down there? Himmelberg, I think. Um, so they got a couple of big tolls. So yeah, and that young fella who's been playing some good footy for him. Yeah, I think he may be out. Yeah, Tillthorpe. Pick. Yeah, so you talking about Thrillthorpe? Yeah, yeah Thrillthorpe or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, I think he's got, he's been going pretty well. Um, so they no, they've got some tall timber. They're in pretty good form. So we're going to have to be on our uh, best, I'd say, to beat them because there are no one has beaten the demons and won the next week this season. So you should be nervous about that. I, I also very much enjoyed uh, that the injury list said Keith and Richards. Uh, just as a Rolling <laughs> yeah, Stones fan. Great. That was great. <laughs> the editorial prowess really went well there. Um, yeah. The other thing that, that no one has had to do is beat us in Ballarat after we beat the Demons, Danny. So, oh, good stat. Uh, yes. You know, it's, a, um, it's an <laughs> it's extraordinary a stat. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, there does like you know the the bulldogs in the history of the VFL AFL have never finished the season on top of the ladder, and I would genuinely love to you know tick that off the the bucket list. And it, it I'm I'm sort of the lid is sort of coming off for me. I'm I, you know it's five years ago it was very much a why not us. It feels this year of it should be us. Is that the vibe at all, or are you guys is Bevo just drilling into you? Keep that lid on. Yeah, we don't like to uh, crow too early, Danny. Um, but for us, I think the main thing is just consistent performance. Um, we bring the intensity we brought last week against Melbourne. Um, we feel like we can beat any side. Um, but still, it's a long way to go. Um, was it round 20 this week? Am I right? Yeah, there's four it's more rounds. Long and then to go, Zane. Four it's weeks of finals. It's not long to go, but I feel like we want to cement ourselves in the top two and give ourselves the best chance to go deep into finals. And in the end, to win that glorious prize of the Premiership medal. Yeah, I would say that um, seeing as now I can just, you know, pop the lid off for you, Doof, because you're being responsible. Um, seeing the way that Melbourne's sort of lagging a little bit, it doesn't strike me that there's any team that is capable as us for the, uh, the next little period. So, you know, here's the pressure. It's yours to lose, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, is genuinely, it is genuinely great to, uh, to see us all playing so well. Um, the, uh, the boys look like they're having a bit of fun out there, which is, which is a, a wonderful thing to see on the football field. Yeah, it's, uh, it can be quite hard, as you don't, Tom. Being an AFL footballer, sometimes fun. Uh, is hard to find when you feel like you've got so much pressure on you. But I think you're exactly right. We are we're enjoying ourselves. Um, we're finding fun in football again, and it seems to be coming out in our games. Yeah, I yep. will admit I am a bit petrified of the Swans because they are young and uh, they, you know, they've got so many X Factor players. There's a bit of uh, I, I know how the football gods work, and I could see a bitter irony in them uh, doing a reverse sixteen. Yeah, no. Nah. It won't happen. Yes! <laughs> the lid's off again! Yes! Uh, <laughs> uh, you got to laugh. Yeah. I'll, I'll give a little bit for you, but uh, no, nah, Sydney are a good team. Um, like I said, we have to play very well to beat all sides in the top eight at the moment, but given our list, who we've got, I think it's very possible. 
All right. And the cat, I mean, the cats, uh, they're look, they are premiership favourites, according to the bookies, but they're just, they've got a collective age of, I think, eight billion. Like, surely any <laughs> night game is past their bedtime. I mean, they have to, they're not brought out water by the drinks, but they're brought out fibre. I mean, they've got Metamucil in those drink bottles. <laughs> uh, yeah, the old gags, I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, Ge- Geelong, well, they've been, what, in the finals of the last decade? Yeah, they're always hearing about. Um, they just we'll see, wedge. Yeah. They wedge open that premiership window, like like anyone else. It would have closed, you know, years ago. But they just keep wedging it open. Surely it's gonna. This is the last roll of the dice for the cats. Surely. I, I think, given their collective age, as you said, um, yeah. <laughs> it would have to be the uh, the last roll. I'd say because a few of their older boys, I can't see hanging on for much longer. But uh, I think I think we uh, we'll give them a test. We'll give him a test well, get there. Zane, I've got a, here's another question. I mean, what strikes me is that unlike other years, I mean, probably semi-similar to last year, but even less so, there's no real certainty about where the, and when the finals take place in the sense that you're not locked in Queensland and there's no genuine confidence to be put in the fact that it's 100% going to be played as the majority at the MCG. Um I think it's that, fair to say SCG we can put a line through. Yeah, I think SCG is probably <laughs> off the off the list. And sorry, probably but, not spotless. I know we've had uh, good times there, but uh. yeah, I don't think it'll be either the the Sydney grounds. But do you, do you find good confidence and and do you take good confidence with your ability to perform on the road and in all sorts of different places last year, and then taking it into the fact that you know from what it looks like you'll be playing, you know whether it's in Victoria, Perth, or uh, or SA that you'll be able to um to perform anywhere. Well, given our record this year on the road, we haven't uh, we haven't lost one yet. So um, I feel like, yeah, we've uh, we learned from last year. Um, the hub was obviously a tough time period, but we've learned from our mistakes. Um, we didn't quite come out the way we wanted to against St Kilda, and credit to them, they played quite well and they uh, put us to sword in the last quarter. So um, I think, yeah. If it's regardless of where it is, we'll come out with the the right intensity and we'll where, if, perform. If the there way was no go. MCG, if there was no MCG, where would you go? Because uh, you know I've been to games at both. Uh, we'll just we'll just say Adelaide Oval and uh, Perth Stadium. I've been to both of them. They're both great stadiums. I would choose between the two, Adelaide Oval, just because it's got that cauldron of noise. I uh, would agree with you. I actually really yeah. love playing at Adelaide Oval. The surface is always immaculate. Um, the crowds can be a little bit interesting. The uh, Adelaide and Port Adelaide <laughs> fans get quite animated, but that's the uh, that's all part of footy. It's um, who, but, yeah, whoever, Adelaide Oval. Who, whoever doesn't have a home game is who I'd choose. <laughs> if you're yeah. playing some other team in Perth, other than Frio, obviously, or or West Coast, that'd be the go for me. But you know, it's striking that you'll probably be playing an Adelaide team if you play over there. So yeah, um, but yeah Adelaide Oval, big tip. <laughs> Played my first ever game there, Danny. At Adelaide Oval? Yep. When I was with the Giants, we were down by 60 points at halftime and Danger kicked five and had like 35 touches. So, nightmares <laughs> from that play. <laughs> so, you would rather Optus Stadium, Tom? I think so, yeah. I mean, I used to love playing at Subi, to be honest, but now we're playing at that new ground. Yeah, was Subi? Did you get to play? You would have played at Subi. Played at Subi. Um, played two finals or one final there. One final, yeah. yeah. You played that last game one. of the year, though, didn't you, Doof? Oh yeah, no, Pav's last game. Yeah, yeah. 
We yeah, played we him were, last game. We, we, we really put on a show for him. It was last game and we we were horrible. Um, and Frio played quite well. And we were like, oof, that's, uh, that's some good form rolling to the finals. <laughs> it was a honey trap. That's what you laid yeah. and the rest of the league fell for it. And the rest is history. Just blowing out the cobwebs pre-finals. So Zane, I want to know, there's been a few, we, we opened it up to listener mail uh, later in the show, but a lot of the questions were pretty uh, similar of like, who are your mates within the club? I know you're, everyone's your mate there, but I know I noticed once when I was allowed in the inner sanctum of the, the club, I was uh, helping you boys with a pre-season idea Gia had of coming up with, uh, it was like a competition between within the group and you had to come up with rhymes. So Gia got me in. And I saw how everyone interacted and it was a brilliant insight. But you were my favourite there because I've never seen it in a group before, but I would describe you as you were like uh, alpha nerd in that a lot of the team were like teasing you and stuff, but there was it, but at the same, so they would make a joke at your expense and then you would top them with a bigger self deprecating joke that would make them all laugh. And so they were all sort of in awe of you, despite the fact that they were teasing you. It was really amazing to watch. Oh, I think, yeah, probably one of my great assets is I don't take myself too seriously. Um, but I think the main thing is, um, I always do it with a smile on my face, whether it's taking the piss out of myself or someone else. Um, I think I think a lot of boys are in awe just because I have so much self-confidence. <laughs> Where did you pick that up, dude, seeing you had two older brothers that just give you shit all your life? Yeah, I don't know. I just sort of always thought, well, if you can't, if you can't beat them, just go along with them and see if you can top their, uh, <laughs> you can top their jokes. Um but yeah, I've, uh, I'm a bit of an alpha nerd. I, I am very nerdy. You would make a really good stand-up with hecklers, just like yeah, yeah, bring it on, bring it on, and then topping them till they're out of ammo. It would be. Oh, a, I have well, a great appreciation for comedians who can deal with hecklers because that would be very hard to do on the spot. Um, my favorite easy. one I've ever seen is Jimmy Carr. Oh he yeah, actually tears a couple of hecklers apart, but nah, stand-up comedy is not for me. I'd probably, I'd probably go too far on a couple of people. I can't relate to that. That's never happened to any of my gigs. Anyway, um, hey, so how, how is it with your brothers? How, how is, what's Ace up to? We loved watching him. Uh, he, I don't know why he got cut from the team. I've, I don't know the machinations. There. Oh, and I also should share that embarrassing story. Uh, 2019, where we lost our first two matches Round three, we play the Bombers at, at Marvel. Slaughter them. Out of nowhere, you play one of the games of your career. You were just amazing on uh, what it, I think it was. I think you were on Stringer, actually. It was his first game, dominant. And then I'd had a few beers to celebrate uh, at the game. I get on the tram, see your brother Ace, and think it's you, and run up to him and go, you played so well. How did you get out of the change room so quick? <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's it's in a little bit of a turn of fate, actually, because growing up, everyone called me Ace, growing up. And then ever since I started playing a bit more footy, uh, Ace has been copping Zane on the streets. So it's uh, a <laughs> bit of a backwards turn there. Um, but no, Ace is going really well. He's uh, playing the... Uh, Amateurs leagues with Tom actually. Um, oh really? Yeah. At at St Kevs? No, nah, he's no, at Uni he's... Blues. He's at Uni Blues. Oh, traditional so, rivals. And they're the reigning premiers, but I don't think they're going to make the finals this year. 
Um, but we've, been no, dodging all year well. with, we've been dodging them all year with COVID buyers, doof. So yeah. we haven't come across <laughs> him yet. Um, yeah, so no, he's going pretty well. He uh, works in the city for PowerCorp. Um, so he's going very well. And then my oldest brother, Reese. well, he's a doctor. So he's just absolutely oh, killing it. What a, at the moment, what a dud. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> yeah. me. So um, I wasn't the smartest, smartest one of the lot, but uh, somehow I got the good looks. How, how come yeah. your brother Reese gets such a, a a regular name? You know, you got your Ace, and then we go to Zed for Zane, and then Reese. Uh, well, Reese, it's about what Reese is plumbing. So usually that's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and the well, the brains got just sort of diffused as you went down the, the pecking order of children, but the football level increased. Is that is that what happened? Uh, that, that is correct. So Reese is the smartest. <laughs> he wasn't a bad footballer, but he wasn't the best. Ace is just middle tier and everything. <laughs> and then I'm not the smartest, but the footy genes sort of kicked in a little bit more. I think you're underselling yourself a bit, Dane. I found you quite smart and very reasonable to work with. Have you uh, have you finished off that university course that we uh, we, we undertook together, or, or are you still going? <laughs> funny, funny you say that. I actually uh, start my last ever subject next week. Oh, and I'm done. I've really, I've really the, put it on the back burner this year. What's yeah. the headline act? What are you What are you closing off with? Uh, innovation and entrepreneurship. Oh yeah, this subject. is the one, mate. This is a it's a real good one. <laughs> what are you learning that? What? How to such a vague things. title? Yeah, how to how to talk shit and get away with it. I think it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. You'll be a great comedian after this, then. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> So who's doing that with you? Because I know uh, I know Fletch is going into his last unit as well, but that's not the same one. So who are you finishing off with, Jacko? And um, I think yeah, Jacko's coming in. Um, Jacko's still got two. He's just really struggling to finish the uni. To be honest, <laughs> just now have we talked about this on air? I mean, I've only here through Boydie, but apparently Jack McRae, gun footballer, one of the one of the greats of all time. Uh, Boydie says uh, genuinely one of the worst students. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, he's actually quite smart. He just does zero work. Right? So we're doing a group project and he literally leaves everything to last minute. And it is extremely frustrating when you're trying to get things done on time. And especially with us footballers, you don't have much time to begin with. And we, so we just want to get stuff done. And he literally, two days before a big assignment's due, he'll go, oh, so what are we doing again? <laughs> Uh, it, it, to put it this way, Danny, the uh, the biggest challenge to my sanity during lockdown last year was trying to get Zane and Jacko to do some work for their university degree <laughs> when all they were doing was being locked inside in Queensland and I was sitting at home <laughs> trying to do night school without them. Uh, hold on, it, just quietly. I was playing 18 holes every day. I was busy. I was, busy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the, the excuse of them being busy stood the test of time <laughs> until they got into a hub and then I'm like, what are you guys doing besides playing PlayStation all the time? Surely you have time to do some uni. Oh, no, we've got a game on the weekend. I mean, what are you doing till the game? There's not even any training sessions. Well, usually we spent an hour to tan by the pool in the budgie smugglers <laughs> and then roll into 18 holes of golf. And then if you had a bad game, try and avoid the coaches for four hours while in the same hotel. <laughs> Now, how did you do that? Were, were, were you taking your – just ordering in Uber Eats or to avoid the buffet or um, – Yeah, every now and then. Uh, we, were luckily, we were lucky enough to have access to cars 
and uh, being on a full license, I could drive wherever I want or in a minivan. So we'd usually just go out and get some takeaway somewhere. Um, but it was it was hard to avoid people. Um, for three months, you're staring at the same face every day. You always have the same breakfast. It was very repetitive. <laughs> and you had yeah. another week of that, didn't you? When you when we played the Dockers. Oh, no, when we played the Eagles over there, the Eagles and Dockers in uh, two in a row. Yeah, so we were stuck in the Joondalup Resort out, out in uh, near, near Perth. Um, yeah, didn't look too bad. No, it was like it was a great resort. I actually, and the food was unbelievable. So I had no problems with it. But it was only one week. It wasn't three months, which is oh, nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I reckon that was a bit of a turning point from my perspective. Coming out and we... we Beat uh, West Coast convincingly that day, right? Is that the one? Yeah, I'm it was a little bit wet early on, but yeah, we uh, we smashed them in the wet. I think that was the real, you know. As soon as I saw that, if you can win those types of games where everything's stacked against you, it's so much harder to prepare for the Bulldogs than it was for for West Coast and to come out in their home deck in the wet after a week in quarantine and, and win the way that we did. I think that probably was the the point where it seemed like we were a really serious contender to me, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. Just coming out after the bye, it, it, did, it did seem that uh, everything was – it's, it's when I went from why not us to it should be us. No, we'll go with the same mantra, why not us. We'll, we'll stay <laughs> there. It seems to work for us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, Danny, do you want to go to some uh, listener mail? Because I know we've all got many things to do today. And uh, Okay, all right. Yeah, I've got Olympics to watch. Come on, Danny. <laughs> What 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 what, what uh, events are you watching? That's that's from Danny in uh, Northcote. <laughs> um, I'm actually a huge fan of uh, the gymnastics. I think they're unbelievable athletes. Yeah, the men, the women. It's fascinating to watch, and the strength they've got in their core, their arms is just unbelievable. And I might say that good. there is not one sport that you would be worse at, Zane. Oh. <laughs> Mate, with my long limbs, I would struggle. No yeah. flexibility, like the famous yeah. corny hamstring issues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got the tightest hips known to man, but anyway. <laughs> I, I, no. I don't know. My, I, I will admit that Olympics has been a lot more entertaining watching it with my kids. Uh, you just find a sport that they don't need to understand, something like weightlifting or anything, and then they, they get into it. They can, uh, but I had an awkward moment with my son. Uh, I was watching the, the Boomers against Nigeria uh, the other night, and uh, he's, you know, he can read now, but my wife came in and went, oh, who, who's Australia playing? And he just looked up at the scoreboard, and he went, the Negro, the Negro? And I went, hey, hey, what are you saying? <laughs> oh, you're trying to read the scoreboard. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, that could have been all. Cut that down pretty quick, Danny Aragon. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. We don't want him joining the Collingwood Cheer Squad at all. Here we go. Here's a question. This is from Norm. Uh, he's got a few. Um, so I'll just read out his whole comment. Do Bulldog supporters that you encounter ever want to talk about anything apart from the 2016 final series? Uh, we'll go that for that one first. Um. Not particularly, no. <laughs> it always gets brought back to you kicked the first goal for our team. Um, yeah. How, how was the uh, how was the game? Can you remember much of it? And my answer is always the same. Um, it was just unbelievable, unbelievable to be part of. But my memory is a little bit bit fuzzy from that uh, that day, actually. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, 
was the most underappreciated act of the finals campaign. Uh, this is from a few people pointing this out, but uh, the most underappreciated act of the finals campaign, uh, you need Cal Ward in the head. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've been told that my, uh, you know, Maradona's hand of God, I've got called knee of God a couple of times. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's that. I know. I know the team's going to call you doof, but your knee of God from um, now, your cog. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, uh, Callum Ward's nickname before I got there at the Bulldogs was Cement Head. Um, <laughs> yeah, so right. Apparently, he had a very hard head. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm glad he's actually all right now. I don't really mean to knock players out, but it was just extremely clean and just hit him on the right spot. Was your knee okay? Yeah. Uh, I actually felt fine. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. The knee was harder than cement is what you're trying yeah. to say. <laughs> uh, after being kicked up as a key defender, you were swung forward in 2016. How'd you find that transition? Had you played as a forward much prior to that year at a lower level? Were you comfortable in that role? Um, well, I think my thought process was I played a little bit of forward as a junior, but not really much. So, yeah, I got drafted as a backman. But it was just more, I'll just do my role for the team because um, considering the injuries we had that year, I probably wasn't in the best 22. And to get the opportunity to go up forward, I was like, I'll just take it with both hands and uh, give my best every week. Not, not to mention, Zane, that let's be totally frank about this. You didn't go down as like a goal-kicking forward initially. You were going down to play on Jeremy McGovern first off, were you? Yeah, I was pretty much a tagging uh, centre-half forward. Um, probably the small centre-half forward ever to play in a grand final. I think I was about <laughs> 82 kilos dripping wet at that stage. Um, it was only your 11th game, wasn't it? It was my 11th game. So wow. I didn't really have much expectation. It was more just play my role, do whatever I can to win a win a grand final. And it ended up happening. <laughs> Mate, ended uh, up this is a great question greatest, from... Oh. The greatest burn ever for the first disposal of the game and then finish it off with a second, which was the first goal of the game. <laughs> yeah. Right, oh, yeah, that's story entirely. <laughs> yeah, actually, this is from Danny and Northcote again. Um, did you, because the first goal, it was from uh, quite far out, and but you were definitely taking the shot. Is that because you screwed up passing that first goal so badly? Um, yeah, so I did burn Lockie Hunter <laughs> in the goal square. I went for a, I went for a bunana and Bally didn't went out in the full. Um, but in my defence, it was the first goal of the game, and I knew I had about forty mates to have me on for first goal. So I knew I wouldn't have had to pay a beer for the next three months. I think that violates some sort of integrity unit. Anyway, <laughs> I would have thought so. Uh, hey, uh, a lot. Of, some uh, someone called off-field issues uh, is pointing out uh, that a lot of dogs players are wearing long sleeves these days. Also, uh, Caleb Daniel. Can we just point out him on the weekend wearing long sleeves? Played one of the best games I've ever seen him play. Is that like his? Uh, look, there's a, there's an old book when I was. Do you remember Round the Twist? Are you guys young enough yep. for that? Yeah, the TV show. Yeah, trivia. Okay, do you remember the episode Wonder Pants where Pete puts his undies in the microwave and then they give him special powers? Is this not like Captain Underpants, like the uh, novels, the kids' novels? I remember that one, too. <laughs> See, I'm too old for that one. But like, was it about the long sleeves that uh, that made Caleb so good? And are you tempted 
as one of the skinnier players to maybe don the sleeves as well? You'd look good. Um, oh, I'm pretty happy with my arm size. Um, doesn't affect my ability to play football. Um, but back to back to Caleb. Um, oh, he just he just looked extremely clean in the wet, which is um, a rarity on the night because it was a little bit wet. Um, but yeah, he had one of his best games, I reckon, for the year. But so nothing to do with the sleeves. Nothing to do with sleeves, mate. I think it's he might just be a very good talent. footballer. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's the way it is. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a fair point. Uh, Mick Lanyon wants to know: uh, do do you sledge when an opponent's having a shot on goal, and what's what's your best work? Um, well, it depends if I know something about him personally. Oh, so you, you do you do research? Um, oh, it's more than what I've been told from other people about this certain player. Um, I never go after. Um, his family or anything like that. It's always about what he looks like, um, <laughs> what he did in the off season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how many touches he's had in that game? Um, whether his nickname's a shit nickname, whatever, whatever. <laughs> so what would you go say? Tom Boyd's lining up for goal. Uh, you know, against, <laughs> you know for, playing for in that game that we're all waiting for. St. Kevin's versus the Bulldogs. Uh, what are you? What are you going to slag off old old mate TB with? Um, <laughs> I know this one would hurt Tommy quite personally. I'll just say, Tommy, I can scale a beer better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd have a go at my ponytail or something. To be honest, no, nah, no, nah, that's too easy. You have to go something a little bit deeper. <laughs> See, the, well, the thing about you... the thing about sledging, Duke, is that you don't actually want to hurt their feelings. You want to distract them so they make yeah, a mistake, you, pretty much. Yeah, you, you want them to laugh because when people laugh, they usually um, miscue their kick altogether. Oh, really? Yes. So you could just you could just throw in some old jokes or or yeah, something. It could be like that. <laughs> All right, that could work. Uh, Glenn uh, Mazalevskis wants to know, what's your favourite Dead Dead Mao 5 track? Now, I don't know what the hell that means, but is it Dead Mouse or something? Dead Mouse, Dead correct. Mouse. Right. I'm glad you said it right. Thank you. Um, you put a five in there. What the hell? No, he's a DJ. Um, oh, so he doesn't even have tracks. He plays other people's music. No, no, he plays, plays own tracks. Drums. Okay. I think my favourite... Uh, track is the Velt. It's a it's an absolute banger. Yeah, um, we played Strobe for about five years straight at the club. And and Strobe, Strobe's up there. They're probably my top two. They uh they get me going. They get me <laughs> really going. All right. Is there any? Uh, there's a final. Oh, uh, the his uh, good and bad of the current squad. Uh, who's the worst locker room teammate? We'll start with that. Start with the bad one. Oh, that's pretty easy. He's oh, another, cool. He's another next to me. He's Jack McRae. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, God damn, he's messy. God damn. So we obviously Lockie Butters, but he's right next to each other and he just leaves shit everywhere. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he washes his socks or he doesn't. He just ends up having, by the end of the week, a pile of 16 to 20 socks just under his locker and they just stink. Oh. Ugh. Oh, all right. And who you got on the other side? You got Shaki there. How's he? Shaki. Shaki's an interesting what? character. Shaki, the, the all-time greatest Bulldogs defender. I mean, it's just great. To, what an honour to be on the same back line as him. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, he might be the uh, new Liam Jones, Liam Jones 2.0. Yeah, nice. Make this thing down to the back line and 
make a new career of it. But no, yeah, Shaki's Shaki's a quite unique character. Um, I won't go through all the stories, but he's quite a funny man. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, and who's the most underrated of our current squad? Underrated locker buddy. Um, or not locker buddy. In, in general, could be on field, could be could be off field as well. Uh, <laughs> I think little Riley Garcia is one of my favourites at the moment. He's quite really? a man. Yes. I don't know anything about Riley Garcia. I mean, I know he's a good footballer, but uh, what, what's what's his deal? I I kind of hope he has a Latino accent, but I, I guess that's probably not true. Uh, <laughs> no, he's just probably as Aussie as they come. Um, yeah, the little boy from uh, WA. Um, he's just he's just a very funny man. Um, <laughs> He, he, he likes to take the piss out of himself as well, which is I greatly appreciate. Oh. Um, but he's uh, the one thing I did have a knock on him for. He hadn't seen Harry Potter, so I made I made sure Outright. he watched all eight movies in the hub just to educate him a little bit. Good work, oh, really? Man. You're a Potter fan, are you? What which house would you be in? Uh, I actually did online. You can do a little survey to see what house you'd be in. Yeah, what'd you get? Uh, Slytherin. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> Makes sense, to be honest. Really, just because you're into pure breeding and uh, what is it, uh, wizard supremacy? Yeah, no mudbloods. Yeah, that makes about right. That's, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always wondered with Hogwarts, like uh, you know, you, you got you, Ra- you know Ravenclaw, who are you know supposedly the intelligent ones. With are they any good at Quidditch, or are they smart enough to bring in like jocks? Just on like a, a Quidditch squalet scholarship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's getting really in depth. Um, Don't poke too I, many I, holes I, in the magical universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of holes. You don't see much of Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. They're sort of no. just the, the no-name houses. I mean, I've I've done stand up about the room of requirement and just how many virginities have been lost in that room. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I actually, I did hear that actually at your one of your shows. I think. <laughs> oh, All right. Final question: uh, Who do you think actually should have won the Norm Smith in 2016? <laughs> hey, Daddy's asked uh, this once, once an episode, every episode of every guest you've ever had. I do. Like me. It, I do. Thank like you. It. Um, and you can give an honest answer. Well, you, you can't go past uh, Liam Pickett. Liam Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, the, the man who's uh, also on here, Tommy, did have a very good game as well. So um, JJ played well, so you could have picked all three of them. But honestly, I thought it was land picking. Yeah. I good agree. answer. I like I that. I agree. So uh, this Saturday, we're playing the Crows. Uh, you'll love, you're in the team. You're not being cut or anything. You're, you're in brilliant form. So uh, Well, we'll see what happens. Bit of a okay. luck to his mind every now and then. Uh, what should we be looking out for? What excitement machines? Uh, you know, is there any is there any new tactics or anything, or should we just watch you taking on uh, Taylor Walker? Um, yeah, there won't be any exciting tactics. Um, I'm a stock standard player, mate. Just stand and deliver. It'll be freezing um, cold. Yeah, freezing cold. There might there will, will be a few long sleeve jumpers just for you, Danny. I reckon. Yes, um, mate. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, but no, I think we'll just. Play to our system, and if the intensity's there, we uh, we should get, come away with the win. All right, uh, Boydie, is there anything we should plug before we finish up here? Oh, Zane, no. do you have anything to plug? Do you have a you know new? <laughs> any, you got a book <laughs> coming got out a or anything? Clothing, or? clothing line. 
Yeah. What's the clothing line? <laughs> yeah, do uh, You did for a bit, didn't you? What was it called? Uh, what was that? Didn't you have one uh, tall clothing or something? Oh, that was a family friend. Yeah, dudes' clothing. Yeah, yeah. For, uh, very tall men. I was so right. Is that still going? Should we? Should we no, plug that? Still, it still is going. Um, All right. I think it's for people over about six foot seven. Oh, Boydie, there you go. You can do that. Yeah, mate. <laughs> uh, something I should plug is uh, in uh, two weeks, if Victoria is still open, uh, I'm headlining the Comics Lounge, uh, and I will be. Uh, it'll be please come uh, support uh, the the live uh, venues. I'll be selling uh, official merch that you can only buy at my gigs. Uh, Danny, uh, the Bulldogs banner stubby holders, uh, which you can only buy at my gigs. So next. Uh, August, it's two weeks, from two or three weeks now, mid-August, I'll plug it on socials. Also, there's a new book about footy banners that comes out today called Footy Banners, a complete run-through, written by a couple of guys who actually work at the Giants, but it's a great history book uh, for those, a great Father's Day gift. So that's all my plugs. Boy, do you got anything to plug? No, mate, no. Good chat. It's this repartee <laughs> that keeps the listeners coming back. <laughs> Zane, thanks for coming on the show. Can we talk to you after you win your second premiership medal? Oh, 100%. You might have to yeah. give a little two-week hiatus, though. I usually go miss yeah. two weeks post. Good man. Good man. All right. Thanks, Duke. <laughs> Appreciate it. Have a, uh, have a good week, and hopefully uh, we get another four points this weekend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, boys. Get Love being on the show. I get on my way Riding on pass where the doggies play oh. Today's episode was proudly brought to you by 8 Star Energy, creating energy for the future and power you can count on. Follow them on Facebook, 8 Star Energy. Fast way out of